Welcome to Couples Becoming Intentional. I'm Carrie. I am John. And here at Couples Becoming Intentional, we want to equip you with different tools and resources so that you can live intentional lives with those that you love to leave a legacy that lasts. Welcome everybody to Couples Becoming Intentional. Today we're going to talk about one of our roots that we um, said in the first episode we're talking about how can we live an unhurried life living in margarine mar margin margin not butter <laughs> you know i was joking about saying life in margarine and now that's how it came out yes anyways yeah so so carrie where did we get this idea of an unhurried life living in margin yes so for us, I think it really started off with you reading the book, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry by John Mark Comer. So John can share a little bit more about his experience with that. And I will share a little bit about my experience. So though that book, um, To Hell with the Hustle by Jefferson Bethke, uh, When Less is More by Emily Lay, like all of these books started coming out towards the end of 2019. Little did we know. <laughs> that a global pandemic would be coming where we really did have to rearrange everything that we thought and live our life with margin essentially. Yeah. Living at home and working from home and all mm -hmm. that fun stuff. Although like we were really impacted. I think the only thing for us that really got canceled was church. <sighs> so like no youth group and no Sunday. Yeah. Like I was still going to uh, work every day. Mm -hmm. And so like, because a lot of things got canceled, like I went to work and that was it. Right. Came home and then we'd play with the kids. Yes. We all of a sudden had all of this margin mm -hmm. and we didn't know what to do with it. So let's back backpedal before these books, what, um, or like some of these ideas or concepts, because they really all came out towards the end of 2019. And a lot of them, when you were reading them right in the beginning, you're like, I have margin. Like, I don't understand. Like, my life is going great. I'm fine. Well, because at that time for me, for me personally, I was pregnant with Penny. So Penny was <laughs> going to be born in March of 2020 and home with Finn and really doing well in my network marketing business. However, it came at a price. And I really felt this whole like hustle mentality really coming out of my network marketing. And I don't want to say anything bad or bashing about network marketing. This is how I personally handled it. Just mm -hmm. me and my personality. There's nothing wrong with having online businesses. John and I both have an online business. So together, not, together, together. Yes. like we're not saying anything bad about it. I'm just saying how I reacted towards it was in an unhealthy way. So I remember pushing and pushing and pushing and trying and striving really hard to hit the next goal. And in corporate America, I know they have this, especially in network marketing too. Like there's always the next thing. Right. And like when you're in your own boss, mm -hmm. like you have, you're not clocking in and clocking out. So like, you're not like, okay, I'm going to work hard for these 40 hours. No, it's like, oh, I have a spare moment. Let me just, uh, work on this. Oh, I can reach out to this person or I can reach out to that person. Um, and that's like, I feel like that's where we uh, like with our business together, I feel like that's where we're we're getting to where we're like, oh, I have a spare five minutes. I have a spare 10 minutes and I know I'm going to fast forwarding to 2022. But like that's like it is so easy to get caught up in the hustle to to how do we make more money? How do we just like work? Mm -hmm. And we're not like 
really enjoying it anymore. It's because it's just like we took on one, maybe one too many clients or we tried to reach too too many people. And then we realized like, oh, like my lifestyle doesn't allow for me to have all of this Mm -hmm. because like it is a spare time job. And if all my spare time is being used for the job, it's not like it's not worth it anymore. Mm-hmm. And that's really like where we saw like me personally in that season of life of things were more important to me. The most important things to me were like my faith and my, my family were being sacrificed on the altar mm-hmm. of what could my life look like if all these goals and all these dreams and if this income happened that I was striving for. And it all got stripped away. And I'm really thankful for that. And because of like this and the pandemic and just all these different things like this realization and all these different things happened so that I can learn what it means to truly like this. um, It's somewhere it's somewhere in the Bible. I've just been this has been a reoccurring thought. And even this morning during my quiet time, it's just like to um, the cease striving or like to be still and cease striving and like that's been a constant reminder for me because I am tempted to just kind of hit into this whole hustle mentality and culture. So um, I think like and those like those three books specifically um, and just different podcasts around the topic were really kind of like a wake up call for me um, about the life that I'd been living. So for you, John, like how did you come to this like basically like a come to Jesus moment of what? Um, it meant to like really live life with margin. I think for me, like back then, 2019, um, for me, it's, I always live in the margin. Like I pride myself in what I don't do. Like, I know that's not typical of a guy. Guys like usually like to like achieve, to do things for me. It's just like, how can I just, um, not do anything? And so that's why like we adopted another route of like playfulness to always like to try to make make it's not just of let me just live in margin and not do anything with my margin but no let's like create an atmosphere where like things are fun and intentional like that's the biggest thing right is like we can live in margin but how are you using your margin like scrolling on tiktok and watching netflix is not a great intentional time like use of your of your margin and so like how about we make it fun with our kids so how can we make these so right now like i'm home with penny um because finn's got off to 4k carry works and Mm -hmm. and so i'm like how can we make how can i have fun with my two-year-old and it, it looks different every day um it also it's a shorter time, like especially today, because we woke up at around nine o'clock. It's only like an hour after breakfast to do anything. But um, so, yeah, it's like it's not just like how can I start cutting things, but it's also that like I think that's oh, that is the big thing is that like the biggest thing is that it's OK to say no. Mm-hmm. And I feel like like people. Well, I know I know people like hate saying no because they feel like they're letting the other person down. Mm-hmm. But when you start saying yes to everything. Like you're cutting into like your resources. So you're like in your time, your energy, your money, because like that's just the reality of when you start saying yes to everything is that like 
you are required to use those things. The heart behind the I'm on podcast is storytelling because every mom has a story to tell. I know that when I talk to my friends who are parenting and we share stories, we all end up feeling less alone and more capable of loving our kids well. You can find information everywhere on the internet. Some is bad parenting advice and some is pretty wise. We like to think there's a lot of wisdom on imom.com. And when you combine that signature wisdom with a great story, it brings parenting to life. We want a mom who's listening to see herself and her kids in these stories and rest in the confidence that she is the perfect mom for her kids. Check out the iMom podcast with new episodes every Monday. That's so true because, and I think that's like the beautiful tie with this is that typically we live our life without margin because we are saying yes to everything. And we feel like everything is such this big to do and such a big commitment is what if they, what are they going to think of me if I say no to serving? Are they going to think of me less of a Christian if I say, no, I can't serve on the welcome team? Like, no, that's between you and Jesus. Um, and I love this because anytime you say yes to something, you're saying no to something else. So like even when we go on couples trips, we're saying yes to investing in us and we're saying no to a time that could have been spent as a family on this trip. But recognizing, okay, if I say yes to this, what would be no? And then here's my other filter. Jen, Jen knows my other filter of um, when I say yes. And I hope that this is beneficial to you. Um, if something is like a heck yes, like you're- Where did a, you learn this? I don't remember where where I actually got this from. Um, so if I got it from you, let me know. Um, if something is a heck yes, I think this was Patrice Washington. I think so. Um, she's a, a podcaster and author and speaker and all the things. So um, if something is a heck yes, like you find out about something and you are all in heck yes, then do it. Mm-hmm. But if you have any reservation or if it's not a heck yes, then say no. Say no. <laughs> it's okay to say no. Yes, it absolutely is because you're saying yes to spending time somewhere else that would be more beneficial for you. And I think that's been one of the key things for us. The other practice that um, Jefferson Bethke, Jefferson Bethke actually did with his family, and this is like where something came along, like came up for us, is he took index cards and wrote down every single commitment that him and his family were a part of. And they laid all the index cards out and prayed as a family. And they have young kids, like they're older than our kids, but at this time they they're like early elementary school um, and prayed over the cards and waited for the Lord to tell them what could stay and what could go. Everything was on the table, which is like, we want to say like throw things that we're like, we're unsure about up on that table of like things we're willing to give up, but not necessarily everything. Like we'll put Netflix and yes. TikTok and, mm-hmm. um, extracurriculars. Like sports, that thinking. Yeah. yeah. And so then, but like we won't put on like, like our idols essentially mm-hmm. are the things that like how can i do do without this of like do i need a second car do i need um that new computer do i need those like it's like these things that um it's it's those other things that you're like holding on to tightly that you don't want to ultimately offer up to the lord that it could potentially be a no in this season can i can i drop some wisdom well always sometimes Good is the enemy of best. Mm-hmm. When you say yes to everything, it could be good things, but that could be getting in the way of the best things in your life. 
that really shape you into being more like Christ, that really form you mm-hmm. to being a better person. Because you can say yes to like hanging out with your family, which is a good thing. But like that time could be spent elsewhere. That could be spending serving somewhere or mm-hmm. serving and at the church. So yeah, just like I think that's a good realization. I think that like when you start living in margin, you can start saying yes to like better things. Mm-hmm. And I think also you just have more resources. Like you have more money, you have more time, you have more energy. And then when you have all of those, you can invest those in the things that matter, mm-hmm. the things that really matter to you and your family. Mm-hmm. What are those priorities that you're actually wanting to make a priority and not just saying it is one? Right, right. And so like if you really want to make God first, like you need to start saying yes to God a lot more than what your family, than to yourself, to others. Granted, yes, we want to love God, but we also we want to love others. Mm-hmm. And it's a both and. It's not an either or. So, And you can't be a loving person if you are hurried, if you're rushed. I mean, mm. one of the best examples of this is, and I'm so guilty of this, is when your kids or like when people in your life are so freaking slow at getting ready <laughs> for an appointment Toddlers. for the airport and you're going to miss a flight. Like I am not my best self if my children or the people I'm with are not listening and moving at a pace that I want them to, which is fast so I can get to my gate and feel fine. John knows this <laughs> through and through for me. Yes. Like that is the definition of hurry when you're, um, I always notice it for me is like my heart rate starts to accelerate a lot more hmm. and I feel more agitated and I can, I react instead of respond to situations. Right. And we never want to be in a position where we're, re- where we are reacting to everything. Mm-hmm. Like how often do you find yourself Sunday morning? You're like, Oh my gosh. Right. I want to get to church on time, mm-hmm. but you know, your kids are daddling. time frame. <laughs> They're like, playing with something else and you're like you start yelling you start like hey like and you start maybe you swear at them and and you realize and then you do that no i don't okay i was gonna say but like an example but like people like they're like i'm pretty sure they're the worst selves before going to church and then they're like try to clean up their act while at church (laughs) yes and so like because you're so hurried Mm mm-hmm I think John Mark Comer uses that example. I think he does too. So, so. Um, you can go back and read or listen. Um, John Mark Comer and Jefferson Bethke did a podcast. I think it was like five or seven episodes. That you can go, we'll link it in the show notes for you guys. Um, I think we the reason why we wanted to bring this up too um, and was to talk about this being one of our roots, but then to also talk about, okay, how does this actually play out in our life? The good, the bad, and the ugly. So I love how you had brought up that sometimes good is the enemy of best. Like when we say yes to good things, it's maybe robbing us of something that would be best. Um, can you share about what happened last week when we said yes to something that was good and and it was robbing us of what was best? Yeah, so um, on the side, I started picking up other podcasts to edit. Like mm-hmm. that's what I do as a side job. I help carry out with that because... Carrie is also in uh, marketing and um, she takes clients long form content and makes it into short form content. So like 
for those reels, for the mm-hmm. TikToks, for the like, yeah. So whether that's a blog or a podcast, she'll take it and shorten it and take yep. the high points out of those. And so she's realizing like people are coming to her and saying, do you edit podcasts? Mm-hmm. And she kept saying no. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I'm like, one day I'm like, oh, I could do that. Yeah. And so she started getting a couple clients and it was like, oh, I'm actually like decent at this. Mm-hmm. And uh, a client came across her like, came to Carrie and she's like, I have a, we're launching a podcast. It's like, a. she's, um, it was a, just a bigger project. So it was just going to be a lot more, like I won't, episodes. I won't go into details, but it was going to be a, a big chunk of recordings on a, like a month and a half deadline. Right. And it was like 35 episodes. Correct. She's releasing them all for a paid like membership. Yes. And so she was looking for like great quality, mm-hmm. like editing yes i'm not like there. studio professional right. grade like all all the different things which is awesome like right. we're so excited about right. this so i was working on um i was like chucking away like yes any spare moment during nap time during mm-hmm. after the kids went to bed um i think once i even like we were the kids were doing a puzzle. So I'm like, oh, I'm going to just quickly do this podcast. Mm-hmm. And that, like, that's how it starts getting consuming. It's yeah. realizing that, like, oh, quality time with my kids is taken, getting taken away because of these clients. Right. And so um, I, I see that now, you know, oh, absolutely. after the fact. Yes. Um, but yeah, I was like, this was t- consuming my, my life because it was it was constantly there. Like mm-hmm. I know, I knew I need to get this done. I need to get all 35 out by September 15th. And I got the first 15 done, sent them over as best as I could. And she's like, this isn't good. This is not good enough. Sent it to yes. another guy who did editing. And he's like, this sucks basically. Yes. And she's like, I'm going to have to drop you guys and go yep. move to him. And mm-hmm. it was such a blessing. It was like, let me tell you, that was a very difficult conversation. It, those conversations are never easy to have. Either me having them with people or like just other people coming to us and our quality of work or our excellence is a different definition of somebody else's excellence, which is totally okay. Um, we just were not going to be an ideal client for, the, for them. Like we are not what she was looking for, which is you guys in this space, you have to be okay with it. Um, mm, yes, and so true. hindsight, oh my gosh such a blessing because what were we able to get back uh just couple time like yes after the kids go to bed is when carrie and i like reconnect mm-hmm. um where we are intentional with like our relationship of our right. marriage relationship mm-hmm. and usually sure that might be like watching a show together or mm-hmm. reading a book together like by each other yes or just like having a deeper conversation mm-hmm. with the kids like if because the kids are not around yeah um and not getting constantly interrupted of mama mama, mama yes mama. <laughs> realization as as a stay-at-home dad this is a, as an aside the parent that goes away you, <laughs> the kids constantly want that is exactly how it was when you were away yeah they always wanted dad because when mom was making them mad they just wanted dad yeah and i'm like oh, you yeah. want what you can't have right yeah or the parent that's not always present mm-hmm. yeah 
not always you don't yes. always feel loved so with that i think the biggest realization of like something is wrong is this is very fresh for us so just hang on tight with us um this happened this was all last week so just know that john and i are works in progress we're not here as sitting up high and mighty on our pedestal of like we are the experts no like we've walked through stuff and we've learned things that we just really want to be sharing with other people so last Wednesday, I remember looking at you and you had said something to me like, I just kind of feel like we're in a roommate season. And I was like, I'm thinking that too. Like, I feel like we're just roommates. Like we're just doing the things. We're coming home. We're just in this like routine of like, we're not really together. We're like in the same house, but we're not connecting and being mm. intentional with our relationship. And the next day was when um, the client decided to walk away from us, which was huge because it was this blessing of like i really felt the lord was like who are you loving more are you caring about the income that can come with this or are you caring about the people who are right in front of you and that was this realization that we were saying yes to good and not saying yes to best because it was ultimately we were putting it on this altar of our marriage of our time with our kids and that is not what we want to represent for our kids right i when there's periods of times like yes when i'm in my unhealthy like natural state i don't want to do anything but mm -hmm. there's also periods of time where i start moving more towards like the achiever the mm -hmm. person that wants to do like achieve things and but there's also an unhealthy like area of that and i felt like during this period both carrie and i moved into this both carrie and i are, have this side of us where mm -hmm. like we are growing but we're growing in the wrong way yeah we're, that's a good way to put it yeah so we're like we're becoming we're like achieving good like good things mm -hmm. but like we're not taking the time for great things right mm -hmm. it's like mm -hmm. and so yeah i just i felt like very distant from my family very distant from carrie because of that like this whole period of time where we were um so focused on other people mm -hmm. so focused on other projects and so and the no was forced on us yeah and that was a blessing we did not see it so we just kept on moving and the lord closed that door and that was that's the thing about mm -hmm. like trying to constantly live without margin is that you will eventually get to a point where it will be forced upon you through different circumstances through burnout through health you could end up hospitalized yep. for just wearing your body down different job opportunities could be shut down because you're just wearing yourself th too thin like mm. it's taking a step of like taking care of yourself and recognizing when you might be coming close to that and then just saying nope i'm not about this right we need to have those built-in filters of of like okay how how can i continue to live in margin without like burning myself out without um having my emotions go a wire mm -hmm. because like if you can constantly live in a life of hurry like it will affect you somehow mm -hmm. you might have yeah like your health problems you might have it it will show up somehow in your life like you might your kids might start acting out and you're like what the heck i thought i had great kids and now they're not listening to me anymore mm -hmm. it's probably because you're not great giving them the best quality time mm -hmm. and it's and I think that's what like really was like, oh, right. Like Finn and Penny do tend to listen to us. This past couple of weeks, it's just been, I felt like it's always like trying to pull teeth. It's mm -hmm. just like, but then I realized I'm like, oh, I'm not giving them my best at all. And so why should I expect the best from them? 
Wow, that's a parenting. Hold on to that one. <laughs> so in to recap, really what we want to just really encourage you guys with with this episode is think about different things in your life that maybe need to go, maybe different things that are not in this season. I think that was always the thing for me is like, it may be a yes down the road, but it's just a no in this season. And that is a okay. And then thinking about maybe some things that need to you want to start doing, but you've never really had the space to be able to do it. But because you're taking the time to remove stuff that you now have room to say yes to the best thing. So yeah. um, any last thoughts? Otherwise, we're going to rapid fire. Nope. Rapid fire it is. Rapid fire it is. Okay. So it is um, beginning of September. Mm-hmm. Rapid fire. Um, what is what is one thing you're most looking forward to about fall? <laughs> Why does pumpkin spice lattes come to That's mind? That's so funny. That's my next question. No, it's not pumpkin spice lattes. I like sweatshirt weather. Sweatshirt weather? Oh my gosh. Sweater I'm weather? so sick of shorts. I'm just ready to wear pants and long sleeves and sweaters and cardigans. And, yeah. Oh. I wish we had a fire. A fireplace. fireplace. That yeah. would be nice. And then reading books in front of a fireplace, but we mm. don't have that in our current house. Maybe, That's okay. Maybe, maybe one, one day. Maybe one day. Um, I'm right there with you. I love um, caramel apples. Like I'm mm. finding I actually do really enjoy caramel apples that I kind of, I'm like, I'm craving one right now. That sounds really good. Um, okay. Pumpkin spice latte. Yes or no? No. I'm a no as well. <laughs> apple cider. Mm. The, that I, Are you going to try that? Hot oh, apple cider. Hot apple cider. Yeah. How do you feel so about good. the new apple caramel apple oat milk latte macchiato that they just came out with at starbucks they will you try it probably because it's probably chock full of sugar and it's probably delicious that is true it probably is chock full of sugar and super delicious what is your favorite last one what is your favorite halloween movie oh and then i have another one (laughs) i don't really have a favorite halloween movie mostly because i didn't really watch halloween movies growing up what a waste hocus pocus I know. All of the Halloween Town movies. The Halloween Town, like, hi. Oh, I love them. Um, okay. And then, what was one of your favorite Halloween costumes growing up or a Halloween costume that you've loved our children wearing? So, also, didn't go treat, trick or treating growing up. Okay. We didn't celebrate Halloween growing up because it's okay. the celebration of death, Carrie. No, but our kids go trick or treating. I. Mm-hmm. Oh, Finn was Batman last year. That was, was that was fantastic. Cool. Yeah, and then he was Penny was a puppy. No, Penny was a flamingo. Flamingo, that's right. Yes, she was a puppy the year before. I don't think she was. A, oh, we have a puppy costume. Was but she? She, oh. she was a flamingo both years. Yeah, Finn was a duck one year. Yes, Finn was a duck. Penny's probably going to wear a duck or be a cow. Finn has stated multiple times that he wants to be Buzz Lightyear this year. So we'll see how that goes. Well, he always says that. Like, we were reading um, PJ Masks. Oh, yes. And he and wants he to wants, be Catboy. Yeah, he wants to be Catboy. And he wanted all of us to dress up. Yeah. He, you were going to be Romeo. He, <laughs> yes. I'm the bad guy, apparently. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, he just want whatever, like, the new craze is. That's, like, what he really wants to, the whole family to dress up as. So should we do ho- a family Halloween costume this year? No. Ah, okay. So my favorite Halloween costume was when John and I dressed up. Oh, yeah. And we were Rapunzel and Flynn Rider because I don't know where this Rapunzel dress even came from. We still have it. Maybe we go as that. Um, John's like, no. Um, but I'm the Rapunzel when she cuts her hair off because I have brown short hair. <laughs> so when she becomes the princess again. When she becomes a princess again and finds her family. And it's such a touching story and I love it. And Flynn Rider gets forgiven because, of course, he gets forgiven. Because it's Disney. It's a Disney movie. Duh. Okay, that's our rapid fire for this week. We hope to see you guys in the next 
episode. Yep. See ya. See ya. Thanks for listening to another episode of Couples Becoming Intentional. As always, if you have a question that you would like us to answer here on the podcast, you can go ahead and send us an email at jcvhouse at gmail.com, or you can send me a DM over on Instagram at Carrie Daco. We'd love to be able to answer and feature you on here on the podcast. And as always, if there is somebody in your life who would benefit from this episode, feel free to go ahead and send them the link. And if you love this content, we'd love to be able to hear from you. So go ahead and leave us a review over on Apple Podcast. Until next time, we love you and we appreciate you. See you guys. Bye.